This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Glad to be with you this morning. Coming up this hour, you have seen the videos of undrinkable water in Mississippi. How does Chicago's drinking water compare? And how did the recent flooding impact its quality? Plus, how did a Baptist church in Hammond, Indiana, become a mini-museum? Dennis Rodkin stops by with that story. But first, Chicago's largest refugee resettlement agency has had a busy year. Since the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, Refugee One has helped close to 900 Afghans fleeing the Taliban. That's in addition to the nearly 300 Ukrainian refugees they've helped this year. And the group is expected a a lot more to arrive from both of those countries. So what does it take to make sure that these new arrivals have what they need? Here to tell us more is Sarah Spoonheim Amit. She's the Director of Development at Refugee One. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sasha Ann. For those who don't already know, Sarah, can you tell us what Refugee One does for each new family that it resettles? Absolutely. Refugee One, as you mentioned, is the largest resettlement agency in Chicago. And so we've welcomed more than 20,000 refugees from all over the world over the past 40 years. We're there at the airport the moment that their plane lands, often surrounded with volunteers who are holding welcome signs. Uh, And from that moment, we take them to a home that we've prepared for them. We start right away in making sure everyone speaks English and and knows how to read and write. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, finding jobs in a whole lot of industries throughout Chicago, particularly food production, hospitality, and more. Um, Places like Eli's Cheesecake, which has hired so many clients over the last decades with us. Uh, for the kids, we get them enrolled in school and, uh, and in a lively after-school program every day so that they get the support they need to catch up to their U.S.-born classmates. And one of the really important things that we do that's fairly unique to Refugee One is our wellness program, and that offers therapy and support for all of these refugees who are overcoming so much trauma, whether it was being evacuated out of Kabul with no notice, you know, a year ago, or or listening to the headlines in Ukraine today, and knowing that bombs are dropping where where someone's husband might still be fighting while she's here with her kids, right. terrified about what might happen. Right, and we'll we'll dig into some of those uh, that you mentioned in in just a moment, Sarah. But I know that you've also expanded your capacity to be able to do all of this work. You've moved to a new building. What does we it look have. like? What does it look like? <laughs> It's great. It's it's right at the corner of California and Peterson. Uh, it was all precipitated, actually, a few years ago when the building that we'd had in Uptown for decades was sold to developers, and so we were forced to find a new home. And I've got to thank BEZ because thanks to a story you all did about our predicament, a generous donor heard that story on the radio and gifted us with a small building that was our temporary home oh, until last week. Wonderful. So that was just incredible. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Wonderful. Love uh, when that happens. Yes, exactly. So meanwhile, we took the time to fundraise and design a three-story building that really was meant to welcome refugees, its sole purpose. And, uh, and we started moving in last week. We're in West Rogers Park um, in a space that is big enough for uh-huh. our rapidly growing staff. When we started the project, we had about 40 people on payroll. And right now we're at 74 with a whole lot of openings on our website if folks wow. are looking for jobs. I know one really important thing for refugees, Sarah, is dental care. I, and the new building is going to have a dental clinic, right? Yes. The new building actually has a lot of great features. I think the very best one is that we're all under one roof. 
for all of these years, we've been scattered across four sites with our youth center in one location, our sewing studio in another, um, and, a, and a separate building where we store all of the things we need to set up apartments for refugees. So this new place brings us all under one roof, and I can't tell you how excited I am to hear the kids show up after school for the youth program. Um, but the, there are some new things that we're able to offer in addition to our English classes and citizenship classes and therapy that I described. We also have, as you mentioned, a new dental clinic um, that is going to be offering pro bono dental care to refugees, clients of ours. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've partnered with UIC's College of Dentistry, and they've accredited us as a site so that their students will be volunteering once a week on our new location. Uh, and we are super excited to offer this new service. And it sounds like the move had to happen pretty quickly, Sarah. Well, I would say COVID slowed everything down. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's been a time we've, you know, what really happened quickly it was when the acceleration when Afghans began arriving about a year ago now. Uh, and so the, the temporary space we were in quickly became too small. Yeah. And, and so as soon as we could uh, expedite, as much as we could expedite the construction, we did. But it's still underway. We are definitely in process of moving in. We started unpacking last week. And one of the really sweet moments was that the owner of the gas station across the street from us in our new building bought the whole staff pizza for lunch oh, wow. and told us that we've been waiting for you to come. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it felt so welcoming. But we are we're working on um, landscaping. We've got a lot of items still on back order because of production delays. And just Monday, we had a group of artists from the Simmons studio who finished painting this beautiful mural in our lobby, 17 feet tall, with the word welcome in almost two dozen languages. So whatever language you speak, you're, you're going to know that you're welcome here when you walk in. And that must be great for, for the folks you're housing, right, to, to see this welcoming support from the community. I, I think it must mean a lot. This is going to be a home away from home for people who have been displaced for so long. And they'll come here for comfort and encouragement and support. This is Reset. We are talking with Sarah Spoonheim Amit, who is the Development Director for Refugee One. That's the largest refugee resettlement organization in Chicago. And it just moved to a new headquarters, expected to nearly double its capacity. This comes just in time for many more refugees who are arriving here from Ukraine as well as Afghanistan. Sarah, you mentioned that one reason that you moved neighborhoods is uh, gentrification and uptown. How did you decide on Westridge for your new home? It was actually pretty obvious for us. Westridge, also known as West Rogers Park, is one of the most diverse neighborhoods in Chicago. Rents are affordable. Multiple languages are spoken in the neighborhood. And therefore, the vast majority of our clients are living there. And so it was a great location where we knew, whether by CTA or simply walking in, our clients would have no problem getting to us. Each day after school, you can just see kids pouring out of Mather High School, where a lot of, of refugee students are attending. And so it's a perfect location for us. Ukrainians have gotten a, a special temporary refugee status from President Biden, but we know Afghans don't have that and they have to apply for asylum. Can you sort of help us understand what's going on there? Actually, and this is a very complex question, and, and actually both have temporary status. Um, so, as you pointed out, last year this time is when the U.S. government evacuated uh, more than 80,000 Afghans and brought them in with humanitarian parolee. 
uh, in the same similar way, the Biden administration agreed to admit up to 100,000 Ukrainians who fled Russia's invasion since since February. And and both groups have come through various channels to enter the U.S., whether that's a temporary visa, the refugee resettlement program, or special immigrant visas, which are reserved for Afghans and Iraqis mm-hmm. who served in support of the U.S. government. But the vast majority have entered on humanitarian parole. Parolees are permitted to remain here in the U.S. just temporarily, two years in the case of both of these groups, and they can apply for work authorization. This is the same path that nearly 700,000 Cubans came to the U.S. But normally, like in the situation with the Cubans, uh, these broad parole programs were followed by Congress passing legislation giving them a path to lawful permanent residence, to a green card, essentially. And that legislation has not been enacted for Afghans or Ukrainians, which means all of them are here in a tenuous position. We have been working so hard to get applications in with our own attorney that we've hired, along with pro bono and low bono attorneys that we've networked with to make sure every Afghan that we resettled has their asylum case filed. And the next question will be, what will the Ukrainians need as well? Absolutely. Well, if listeners want to help you, Sarah, what can they do? Well, I would say there are a few ways to help out. Um, one is, as, as we are wrapping up construction of these next few months, we would welcome donations to help us complete construction. Uh, that is, a, is, is going to mean that all donations that come to Refugee One go directly to supporting refugees and not paying off a bank. Uh, and already supporters have contributed more than $5 million to, to this in gifts large and small. Uh, in addition, we always use volunteers, more than a 1,000 each year, mm-hmm. who walk alongside refugees from the moment they arrive uh, and are there to, to encourage them, help them practice English, yeah. network, and build a community. So I would say volunteers are the critical next step. Um, and there's more information about that and co-sponsoring, which is getting a group of volunteers together to help a specific family, on our website. Which is what? Refugee1.org. Sarah Spoonheim Amit is the Development Director for Refugee One. Thank you so much for joining us, and congrats on that new headquarters. Thank you so much, Stefan.